You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania right across Australia and each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events learn to study the Bible more effectively get to know who God is why we are here and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Welcome David, how are you? Thank you Tabitha, I'm well. Happy Monday to you and everyone that's listening. Happy Monday David, um, it's good to have you back live <laughs> yeah. because I believe last week, um, last week's program was pre-recorded because uh, David had okay. said he was going to be away um, and he was attending a Pathfinder Campory in Melbourne. That's uh, right. Yeah, did you want to share a little bit about that David? <clears throat> yeah sure, um, so Pathfinders, it's a, uh, a group run for teens 10 to 15 years old at our Seventh-day Adventist churches. So um, we we have a, we have two up these ways, and I think there's two down in Hobart as well, and one in Launceston. Um, uh, so we got one at our, my church at Devonport and one at Burnie. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the, every, every couple of years or three or four years, there's a, a thing what we call a camperie. It's a, it's a takeoff, uh, the jamboree. If you've ever been involved with the scouts or uh, the gill guides, they have a thing called a jamboree, and so we call it a campery. And uh, in in Melbourne, in Victoria, they hadn't had one for two years. They hadn't had an um, expedition or campery for two years in a row. Mm. And um, this was their first one after two years because of all the lockdowns oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah and, I, <laughs> and there was about 11 clubs. Um, mm. I, I don't know how many, probably 150 kids, maybe more. Mm. But... Um, <clears throat> yeah, we all got we all got together and we had a, a weekend together. And it was it was fantastic, you know. The kids, there was a real excitement in the air. Uh, mm. I think the kids were really happy to mm. get together again, and they were doing marching and the flag raising, and had an Anzac Day memorial mm. on uh, Monday morning. Yeah, and uh, we talked about Matthew seventeen twenty to have faith like a mustard seed. Jesus says, you know, to um, you can tell this mountain to move from here and there, but it was a real blessing. Mm. Got to go. I got to, got to the plains, sleep under the stars looked amazing. Um, mm. It was it was about two hours out of out of Melbourne City, oh, and uh, wow. yeah, it was, a, it was a real real campery. Campery I haven't done for a long time, probably six or seven years since I've done something like that. Where it's uh, mm. you know you got to bring all your own food, um, uh, no showers, <laughs> just <laughs> go real just just a real camping experience, and I'm, I'm really thankful that. Mm. Yeah, it was really refreshing for me as well. You know, just to spend that spend that time out in nature and, and with all these, uh, made some new friends and uh, share the you know, share, share the gospel and yeah, just these kids eating it all up and grabbing onto the hope of Jesus Christ and you know His promises. So mm. that was that was really good. Yeah, I believe you. And um, the kids, I don't know about here in Australia, but I remember the um, one or the one or two times that I attended a Pathfinder Campery, you do learn some skills um oh, we were taught yeah. skills like tying knots so you like there are different knots that you can tie and also like um cooking using leaves 
Yeah, that's right. Kids, you know, the, the kids have got to do, they got to do the chores. They got to help set up tents. They got to mm. clean up the dishes. They got to go fetch the water. You know, it's, 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 they disconnect, you know, it's different for our, the, the new generation this, too. Um, yeah. so they, they disconnect from their default devices. Mm. You know, so that's another big bonus. You know, for, for four days, they were away from their, yeah. all these things. So it was fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, and because last week we were not live, we did have, um, some interaction. But before we share the interaction we had from the listeners, mm-hmm. um, actually from one of our listeners, uh, did you want to just share a little bit about um, last week's, what you yeah, shared last yeah. Last week's was a parable of the rich fool who thought that uh, you know everything that he had, he would just acquire and he'll save it up and let it build up. And then, you know, and, and he was held accountable at the end. It was like, you know, you're going to hold all these things. Who's going to benefit if you're, if you're to die tonight? Mm. You know, and, and that really brings things into account as, as, as in, you know, like what, what really does matter? How do we do this? And the parable that we're going to go into today is actually, if we remember last week's one, mm. this week's one may, uh, you know, today's discussion, um, is going to bounce off that. And it's actually quite challenging, the thoughts there. But yeah, we asked the question last week, mm. what's your idea of success? Mm. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what that listener said. And we had Christina. Christina is one of our very active and uh, yes. listeners. Yeah. Um, and she said, I think a successful life is when you have loved one another as Jesus commanded us. And also, like David said, knowing Jesus and giving your heart and life to him. Because, David, you said uh, what you feel uh, you consider success right now is, you know, Having your kids, Legacy like, think you're a great dad, yeah. and also, yeah. like, um, yeah. Yep, absolutely. But, and everything Christina said, that basically sums up the two greatest laws. Mm. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, mm. yeah, mm. praise the Lord for that. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Christina, for sharing that with us. Um, and, uh, David, did you want to share what we're talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to go into another parable. We've been talking about the parables of the wise and foolish. This is a series that we've been going through. We started off with um, uh, parables of the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're now in the parables of the wise and the foolish. And this one is going to go into Luke 16. Mm-hmm. And it's verses 1 to 9. And uh, before we even get into that, the thing that we're going to learn from um, today's parable is how we manage how good we are with managing things that we have. You know, some people, they're, they're real clever. You know, like you look at um, some of my friends, they're just so clever at investing. They know how to, they, they know how to read the stocks and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know how to do all, all that kind of thing. But uh, when we get into this, um, the parable today, it's about a manager and, and, and it's challenging. The first time I read this parable, I couldn't quite understand what it meant. I, I felt like, Jesus was condoning something that he was quite clear about that we don't do, being a dishonest manager. But we have to read, we have to read carefully into this, and this is why we're going to get into it. But I, I think it's important that we we uh, refer to refer to the text. Actually, no, I'll ask you, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you. When was a time in your life mm-hmm. that you were given responsibility? either over people or things, mm-hmm. and that you felt like, man, I, I need some wisdom. I need to be really careful how I deal with this mm. well the one time I can think of was um, <laughs> during my sister's wedding so I sort of I'd, I'm not sure if I was actually given that responsibility but I 
sort of assumed it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. my sister, and I want her wedding to be beautiful. So I thought, well, um, I could decorate. We had people decorating the church, but then, like, just our home and my parents' mm. house, um, I thought I could um, just take up that responsibility and make sure it's looking nice and it actually looks like there's a wedding happening like we're celebrating something so yeah yeah decorations yeah i did and i had to have people help me (laughs) yeah yeah it went well it went really well because i was like oh you do this you know set the balloons up there oh i think we need more here Uh, it it went it was beautiful (laughs) oh wow shooting instructions yeah (laughs) i'll tell you one time i was i was really nervous uh back in auckland i used to work with um i used to work for one of the men in the church and he used to he used to go to a flea market every sunday morning Hmm. and i would help him out and he would give me like 30 bucks for helping out during the day but basically he would sell potatoes uh carrots just all these vegetables and fruit that's what he sold at his his store and I'd help him out every Sunday. Now I was about fifteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, there was one time with Yossi. He's the man that I was helping. He said to me, "Dave, you look after the store. I'm just gonna be gone for. I'll be gone for a few a few hours." And I was like, "Oh man!" So he was gone at like nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and we we sh- we shut up around one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, and um, yeah, he was gone for a few hours. And when I take responsibility, that means I've got to account for the money. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I was nervous about are the hagglers. You know, every time there are people that will come. The tomatoes are going for two fifty a kilo, and somebody will come uh, twenty cents a kilo. Because then, nah, you know, and it's not twenty cents a kilo. And, I, and that's the guys I didn't want to deal with, hmm. you know, because hmm. they knew I was a kid. They knew that I was young, and they were going to try and take advantage of me. Hmm. But I, I'd watched Yossi a long time and seen how he deals with them. So, um, you know, I, I took it upon myself to make sure to take responsibility and say, no, that's not going to happen. This is how much it is. Hmm. No, you know, oh, you know, um, a potato bag will be like. Seven dollars, and I go. I'll take three for fifteen. It's like, nah, mate. No, it's not, it's not, you know, that's not going to work. But yeah, I had to, I had to really deal with them, you know. And I thought, man, this is nerve wracking. Mm. But we've got a the, the parable that we're looking at today <clears throat> is that type of uh, that type of servant. He's left with all the responsibilities mm-hmm. of his master. Yeah, we see this in uh, we can see this in the Old Testament. Uh, Joseph, Joseph was one of those guys. Potiphar left Joseph with all the responsibilities to a point where. Potiphar didn't worry about anything. All his money, everything, I'll leave it to the servant. And we're dealing with that type of servant in the parable today. And how how is he like? Uh, how does he take responsibility? And what what kind of uh, person is he? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? What does the parable mean? Why does Jesus tell this parable? So this is the these are all the things that we're going to deal with when we uh, read it and uh, we get into it uh, when we come back after the after it's the beautiful song, song that's about to come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you missed last week's program, um, you can catch it up through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, that's faithfm.com.au. And our show number is 0488-880-891. Um, and we have a question for you. Let us know, have you ever been entrusted with managing mm. or with responsibility? It could be managing people. It could be managing goods. Um, let us know how you if you have and what your experience was like or if you had to gain use some tactics to sort of make your work easier just let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Our first song is Rebel Heart by Lauren Daigle.
Lord, I offer up this rebel heart. So stubbornness, so restless from the start. I don't wanna fight you anymore. So take this rebel heart and make it yours, Father. I no longer wanna run. You've broken my resistance with your love and drowned it underneath the crimson spill. Give it all over to you. I give it all over to you. Your love is like an arrow, straight and true. And now this rebel heart belongs to you. Help me lay the renegade to rest. This rebel heart surrender all. I give it all over to you. I give it all over to you. Your love is like an arrow, straight and true. And now this rebel.
Rebel Heart by um, Lauren Daigo. And you're listening to Thousand Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David is talking about the cunning manager um, that is found in Luke 6, chapter 16, verses 1 to 9. Um, and we asked a question of, to our listeners, which I'd like to repeat. Um, let us know, have you ever been entrusted with managing? Have you been put in a management position? It could be managing people. It could be managing goods. Um, yeah, just let us know what your experience um, is like or was, um, if it's in the past. And, um, yeah, just share with us some of the tactics that you had to use to actually uh, do your job properly. Um, text us on 488 and we have a free book offer. It's called The Giving Equation. Uh, and it's talking about working out your relationship with God and money. And that is by Ken Long. Um, David, in the previous section, you introduced today's program, um, which is a parable that Jesus said. And you, th- you said there's a bit of a similarity to the, um, what you shared last fool. week about the yeah. parable of the rich fool. Um, and this is, uh, as I said, is in Luke 16, verse 1 to 9. And um, did you want us to pray before we read the scripture passage? Please, yeah, we'll do that. I'll pray. Yeah. Father in heaven, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so, Lord, we're all about to participate in this and we, we trust and believe that our faith will grow. And so we ask, Lord, that uh, with that faith, that we continue to grow and do what you ask us, uh, impress upon us to do. And say, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm reading Luke from the book of Luke 16, verses 1 to 9. And I'm reading from the New International Version. Um, The title is The Parable of the Shrewd Manager. Jesus told his disciples there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be a manager any longer. Mm. Um, the manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in one of his master's debtors and he said, the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit quickly, um, sit down quickly and make it 450. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat. Um, he replied, he told him, take your bill and make it 800. Um, the manager, the master commended the dishonest manager because he <laughs> had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are, are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Wow. There you go. Mm. We've got a, we've got two characters involved in this. And I hope, Tabitha, when you've read this the first time or we read it again now that you're like, hmm, what is this? What is this trying to say? You know, it's a mm. bit, bit strange for Jesus to tell this parable. Yeah. This parable comes <laughs> immediately. We've, we've, uh, we've done this before about the plan of salvation. We looked at the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the, the son that returned to the father, right? The two sons. This parable comes straight after that one. Mm. 
and it's going to lead into it's going to lead into about a responsibility as managers for Jesus. Mm. So, yeah, the disciples are listening closely to this one and trying to work out what what's Jesus trying to teach us here. So, there's one thing we learn about the character of the manager. What do we learn about the manager in these nine verses? Um, what, what he we, was dishonest. He was dishonest. Yeah, there was the, the 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 rich man said, "Hey, I've heard that you've been um, you you've been wasting my positions. Hmm. You know." What has he been doing? It doesn't specify. But in any case, he's the manager of all the goods, just like Joseph is. Joseph was in the Old Testament. And that was quite common. When somebody can, when a servant can be trusted, the owner or the, or the master would often just say, you take care of all the, um, manage everything, the accounts, the people. I trust you with that. And they just live their life, right? Mm. But somebody's come in and said, hey, he's, he's been doing, um, he's wasting your position. So he calls him and says, sort out your accounts come and see me because you're going to be a manager no longer. Mm. So this person that's been wasting possessions, he's been summoned and he has to bring a report. And he knows, oh man, I'm going to get sacked. Mm. And so the first thing he does is he gets, a, the, the, the parable tells us that he's got a couple of, uh, there's a couple of debtors that owe money to the master. And he go and to one of them he says, oh, how much do you owe? And he says, 900 gallons of olive oil and says well sit down and make it 500 so you, you know the money's owed to the master right not to the servant not not to the not to the manager mm. and so he's doing accounts and going yeah that's okay you don't have to owe him um, 900 just make it 500 and so he goes to another one the parable only tells us about two debtors but I'm pretty sure there's more mm. and, and he says how much do you owe to the second one a thousand bushels of wheat he said well take your bill and make it 800. So now he's going through the debtors and it says, <laughs> and, the, and the Bible actually gives us the reason why he does this. Did you see the, the, the two things, the two reasons why, why uh, Jesus, he mentions in the parable? Yeah, uh, this manager said, um, I'll do something so when I lose my job, the people will welcome me into their houses. So he wants to like have yep. a good, be on the good side. Good I side can, of yeah. the debtors, yeah. Mm. And it says that he doesn't want to do trade. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be too hard to do the work of using his hands. Mm-hmm. So he obviously probably doesn't know how to do it, or he realizes, man, I don't have the capabilities of being able to learn these these things. And the second thing um, he mentions in that verse two is, um, oh, he says, I I can't do it. And the other thing was, he doesn't. He's too proud to beg. He doesn't want to be a beggar. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he he opens it up for. Hospitality, it, it, that, that word, so that he can be welcomed into the, uh, to be, so he can be welcomed into the houses. That's in verse four. Mm-hmm. That's actually a big theme in Luke. Luke has a big thing about hospitality, mm. uh, be, about being welcomed in. But I want to ask you, because the, the, the listeners are probably thinking as well, and this is where I was kind of confounded. What are your thoughts? Is, is Jesus saying, you know, it's okay to be dishonest? Do you think that's the, that, that's where Jesus is going with us? Well, you know, at the end, um, verses nine, yes. he, um, he says, "Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings." Um, he's not encouraging dishonesty; he's just saying, um, "Just sort of use your position." <laughs> 
No, you're, you're on the right track. Yeah. You've, used, you've used the right verse, mm-hmm. and that is that is the lesson here. Mm. Jesus is not saying it was right that he was dishonest and wasted possessions, and it was right that he um, got the debtors and you know made them cut their their debt down because it's the master's um, money. He, he says the way he acted, you know, the, the urgency that this man worked with, and the the strategy that he worked with. That's what the master in the story says. You know what? I like the way this guy thinks. So the things he did moral, as, on a moral grounds was dishonest. But the way he went about it is what Jesus is trying to point out. And he's saying, so he's, he's got an audience. And you think about this. In, in, Roman, in uh, the Roman culture, uh, friendship and economy mm-hmm. was kind of synonymous. Your relationships was based on... You know, like if you're a master, you had friends that were masters. If you were a servant, you had friends that were servants as well. But if you're less of a friend like this man who's a servant, he's actually going to the debtor who are higher, higher class and he's making them friends. You see, so in, in, in the Roman, um, in the Roman culture too, there was a lot of, uh, uh, if, if there were lesser, if there were a lesser class, um, and, and people were friends with that person, they would save them. So this was a common thing that happened. And Jesus is speaking into that culture. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and, he, and he's basically going to the same. There's a, a thing in Matthew 6 where Jesus says, um, and he does this a lot. He compares the way the world is. And why can't we be the same? He says, he says if, a parent, uh, if a child asks for bread, will you give them a stone? And he says, if, a, if they ask for fish, will you give them a snake? So he makes that, see the comparisons there. He's saying, mm-hmm. if the world can do this, why do you think, you know, like if you speak, if you speak to the Father and you ask of him in prayer, do you think the Father, you know, do you think God is not going to want to answer that prayer as a loving Father? And so in this he's saying, if people like that in the world can act in that such a way, well then, why can't, why can't we be as smart? Yeah, why can't be as there's a there's a counsel that Jesus gives in Matthew ten. Mm. Uh, he says, "Be as um, be as smart as snakes." Oh, what's I'm, I'm missing the exact word right now. Be as wise as serpents, he says, mm. but as harmless as doves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a there's a thing there that we we've got to touch on, but um, yeah, we'll touch on more after this next song. Sure. Um, just to encourage our listeners to share. Um, if they've shared with us, if they've been entrusted with managing, um, could be people, mm. it could be goods. Uh, I've, I know like being in management position, it's not easy, not like a walk in the park. You've got to be smart. You've got to use some, you learn some ways to sort of make your managing job, um, easy. Uh, it could be that a time you had to use wisdom to maybe solve a situation. Um, just share with us if you've been in any of that position on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And our free book offer is called The Giving Equation. And that's talking about working out your relationship with God and money. And it's by Ken Long. I'll give you more information about that a bit later. Uh, for now, let's listen to this song, Gone All the Days by Anders Vinson. days that I look to the world for peace, look 
24% of the longing And gone are the days that I thought I'd give my life to lies Gone are the days And gone are the days Gone are the days that I Sought for myself to please Look for a sense of my glory And gone are the days that I thought I would give my life to lies Gone are the days And gone are the days Just like that polar sun Hiding and on the run, roaming on my own. But then you came to me and bound up all my wounds and brought me on my way. No more to stray. Tied on to our lives Cling to our proud spotlight Let all our senses soar to new heights But none can compare to the light that shines From Calvary so bright From there we are saved From there we are saved Hiding and on the run, roaming on my own. But then you came to me and bound up on my wounds, brought me on my way. No more stray. by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Gone All the Days by Anders Vincent. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And um, David is talking about this parable of the cunning manager. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a parable that Jesus told. And um, Jesus was trying to make a point here. Um, 
but before that, I just would like to encourage our listeners to share with us about uh, being in a management position, um, whether managing goods or people, and if you've had to use some sort of wisdom, uh, maybe to solve a situation or sort of like make um, your work easier or work out something um, in your management position or your managerial position. Uh, let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, I shared briefly about like um, sort of taking up the responsibility of decorating um my parents' house during my sister's wedding, and I had to give orders, sort of, just like mm-hmm. instructions, mm-hmm. um, yep. to the people who are helping me out, my cousins and my sister's friends, and I also had to be part of. Um, the work I also I had to help out. I had to show my friends. I had to show my siblings what I wanted them to do. You know, that's just mm-hmm. something I had to do. But anyway, mm-hmm. I don't think like I had to use much wisdom there. But you know, if you've been in a position that you had to use wisdom in your managerial position, share with us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. I'm now David. In the previous section, uh, we read this scripture passage, and you from Luke um, about this parable that Jesus shared. And um, you said that Jesus is not promoting dishonesty, but rather just acting with urgency and wisdom. And there's this verse that I sort of caught my eye. Um, it's verse, uh, verse chapter 16, verse 8. The master commented yep. um, the dishonest manager because he had, he had acted shrewdly. And then it says, for the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own (laughs) kind than are the people of the light. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And you touched about that briefly, but did you just want to expound more on that point that Jesus mentioned? Yeah, in the parable, I mean, this is where you get thrown off that the the master commended him, right? But uh, it takes... (laughs) Even in our world, it takes good businessmen to spot other good businessmen. You know, like they, they, they know what, when other people make these decisions, even when, um, they've been, you know, like been dishonest, it's like, it's like teachers. I've, you know, I've got friends that are teachers too. And sometimes, you know, there's a couple of kids that are, they're the naughtiest ones in the, in the class. Mm. And I've had these friends say to me, <laughs> David, I guarantee you, by the time this kid's 12, 13 years old, they're going to start showing their leadership skills. And at the time, you're like, man, but they, they look naughty. But the teachers, they, they know, they've experienced, they spot, they know, they know what it looks like. Mm. And they, they may seem naughty to us, but they think outside the square. They do things a little bit different. They've got different ideas that are counter to the teachers and, a te- and it's challenging to the teachers. Oh, what, what, what kind of question is that? How did you, how did you come up with that idea? You know, but they, they say to me, man, that kid's going to be a, a leader. I tell you that, you know, they, they, they're smart. And, um, <clears throat> you know, some of them have pointed out, remember that kid? I'm like, yeah, remember that kid? Oh, wow. That's, that's them, you know, and this, this manager, mm-hmm. he, uh, this, this rich man, he knows, a. A smart person when he sees one, because this manager, oh, this sorry, this rich person, this master, I'm gonna call him the master, right? Mm. The master knows how to invest his money. He knew how to employ this particular person, but the person ended up being dishonest with his possessions. However, he says, "I like the way he thinks. Mm. I like the way that he set up. You know, that he was about to get sacked, and he set up a, a strategy in such a way that he'll be looked after." You know, if he didn't have a job, hmm. and then he's and then Jesus says, 
if people in the world know how to act this way, if they know how to be really clever and cunning and using their positions and using worldly wealth and uh, using that type of smarts to set them up to be welcomed into these other houses, then why aren't we that smart? Why, why aren't we that urgent? Uh, when, when it comes to, let's say, for example, we're talking about salvation here. You know, the last parable is talking about salvation. And the next few verses, which I'll, I'll read soon, uh, are all related to the way um, we deal with salvation. Now, Jesus has given every single person in this world life. And with that life, we have the decision to choose eternal life or you know, eternal death. Hmm. Those are the choices that we have. And when he asks us to take account, and, and I don't want to put a disclaimer here. Sometimes when I tell these uh, type of examples, some people think, oh, that's the one and only metaphor for salvation, a transactional business. No, it's not. Okay, this is just one of many metaphors that Jesus used, just like the three parables before this one. But you know, he's going to call us and he says, bring to account what you've been doing dishonestly. And then once we realize, oh man, I've been, I've been living my life right. You know, like, and I think I've shared on Faith of Him before that the moment that I realized, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 20 years old now. I've, 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 I've been wasting time and wasting money and wait. I felt like I needed to make up for it. Hmm. You know, I had this feeling of, oh, I got to make up for lost time and lost resources and lost money and, and all these kind of things. And, how? Like, what are we gonna do to make this happen? Hmm. Right. And so we live. We live in a. We live in a world that operates on worldly currency. It operates on money. Operates on possessions. Operates on everything that we've talked talked about before on Babylonian currency. We understand the eternal kingdom to operate on a currency of relationships and love. Right. Christina hmm. summed it up. Hmm. You know, loving God and loving others. That's that's the currency that the God's kingdom operates on. And Jesus says, you're in Babylon. Figure out a way, strategize, become smart with, with the, with the time, the money, the energy, the resources that are given, that I've supplied to you while you're living there, while you're living on earth. How can you use all those things for the eternal kingdom? How can you do, how can you use all these things to win over relationships of people that need to learn about Jesus Christ? You know, so if we're if we're really smart, you know, like um, I'll, I'll share the story of this this guy that I, I learned of back in uh, in Auckland, Papa Toy Toy in Auckland. But he's there. There are some people, you know, like uh, I know for a fact that I'm not a rich man because I'm not good with money. You know, that's that's something that I, I don't manage that well. But I know of many people that are Christians that are good with money and they do amazing things. You know, and and I'll, and I'll share that case study next. But you know, what it, what I do have, I have um. Uh, all the gifts and the talents and the resources that God has given me, including including money and time, all those things, God says, David, how are we going to use that to gain, make eternal gains? Hmm. Where, how are you going to invest in all those things, right? How are you going to make all um, all those things that are given you? How are you going to how are you going to make it so people will understand and realize, hey, I can be a I can be a child of the light. I can be people of the light as well. You know, and so he's saying, <laughs> while you're in Babylon, use the Babylonian resources to help people see who Jesus Christ is in God's kingdom. 
to, to see the New Jerusalem. So it's a um, it's a very direct direct uh, order. You know, you're in this place. I want you to use the things that are in there. And he actually mentions this in uh, Ezekiel 29. He says the same thing to his people. While you're living here, use what you have to bless the people that are living around you. Let them know my name. Let them know what I'm about. Teach them the plan of salvation. And so that's that's where this uh, that the fascination of eight to nine comes in. But I'll uh, I'll talk about the there's the verses ten, eleven, twelve give us even a better insight to where Jesus is going with us. Mm, indeed, um, mm. our free book offer is called the Giving Equation, and uh, this book is talking about working out your relationship with God and money, and it's by Ken Long. Um, it's logical that if I give a certain amount of money, I have less money left to live on, right? That's what mm-hmm. we all think. <laughs> and it is simple mathematics. But it's also an equation that makes many people reluctant to give. And this book, The Giving Equation, provides a fresh way of thinking about stewardship, explaining two different mindsets towards our personal finances, the G economy and the me economy. And far from causing us to lose out, giving has things to offer as the lead to an abundant life now and for eternity. I'll give you the code to claim this free book offer um, after the break. But first, let's listen to this song, Live for Jesus by Evie. La la 
That was Live for Jesus by Evie. And you're listening to Tuz Encounters with David Leo. And that's such a beautiful song. Um, and David is talking, has been talking about um, the <clears throat> cunning manager, this parable that Jesus shared. And um, what's at the point that Jesus was actually trying to make uh, from this parable. Uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim today's free book offer, which is called The Giving Equation. Um, the code is ENCOUNTER12. Um, text ENCOUNTER, the number 12, Don't but don't put any space in between. Text that to 488 and we'll be able to send that book to you. And sometimes there may be delays. It, it may take a few weeks, so if it seems to be to take time, just uh, be a little bit patient and uh, we'll be able to send this book to you. Text ENCOUNTER12 to 048-880-891 to get this book called The Giving Equation. And this book is talking about working out your relationship with God and money. It's a very good book. If you haven't got it, please make sure you request for this book. Um, so David, in the previous section, you expand on on this point that Jesus was making about um, people of the world being more shrewd. And uh, you mentioned that Jesus was actually encouraging uh, people of the light uh, because Jesus said the people of the world are more shrewd in dealing with their own yeah. kind than are the people of the light. And you said that Jesus is actually encouraging the, us to use our wisdom or the resources that we have for eternal gains. That's, right. that's like just draw more people to God, um, to the kingdom of God. What do you have for us as we finish off? Well, I'll just tell you about that, that gentleman in um, uh, Papa Toy Toy. He, uh, that, that's back in Auckland. Mm-hmm. This particular man at the time, this is going back 20 years now when I heard about him, mm-hmm. uh, but this man had <clears throat> four factories. He owned four factories in Auckland, mm. and was quite wealthy. You know, made uh, quite a bit of money. And one of the factories that he had, um, that factory was dedicated to sending money to missions and helping out the church. So all profits made in that one factory was dedicated to that. Wow, twenty five percent. And I was, I was like, man, that, that's that's a uh, one quarter of. You know, like of the four factories he owned, I don't know how much he's got now. He's probably got more. Who knows? Mm. But yeah, I was just like, wow, this this man really knows how to operate his um, businesses, and God blessed, you know, God was blessing him in a major way. And uh, this, he's one of the guys that knows how to use the the resources, the resources of this world, to uh, you know, to make eternal gains. Uh, the the verses I was going to read. Uh, it's in Luke 16, and it goes on further. It's in 10, um, 10 11, and ooh, maybe it's 13 as well. Hmm. well let's go yeah, Luke 16 mm-hmm. and verse 10. Um, yeah, if you could read to 10 to 13, please. Yeah, sure. Whoever can be trusted with very little um, can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Mm. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Wow. Okay, here's a here here's a 
really significant insight into what Jesus is, is teaching. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, the first thing he says, he says, if you can't be, if if you can't, if you don't know how to manage and be shrewd with worldly wealth, mm-hmm. then how can you deal with true riches? What's what's true riches? Well, when we did the riches, uh, the rich fool, we learned that true riches is not possessions and wealth. It's you know the, the legacy you live with, the the relationships that you know, that you have with God and with others, mm-hmm. you know. And then at the very end, it says, you can't serve both God and money, mm-hmm. right? So you can have money, you can have money and possessions in your hands, but if God is the one that you're serving, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Everything you have in your hands, the whole purpose is for that to be used to serve God. Yeah, you know, not not the not the other way around. Sometimes we can get caught up in acquiring possessions and making money to the detriment of, oh, I forgot about God. You know, because acquiring things and building your own uh, empire is very, um, very tempting and benef- it feels beneficial. And this is what the world will teach us. The world teaches us get money get possessions, and get it for the sake of making yourself successful. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus comes in with this parable and says, no, uh, you're, you're, you're a manager, you're a servant, I'm the master. Whatever you have, when it comes to life, possessions, wh- whatever it is, whatever God provides for us, well, you know, use that for people to know who Jesus is. And in doing so, they become blessed in the eternal dwellings. Mm. Right, they start to understand, <laughs> and this is one of the this is one of the biggest things that every you know we we talk about a lot is you know, when Jesus says I love you and I welcome you to my eternal kingdom. One of the things that we struggle with is trying to have that faith. Oh wow, Jesus accepts me for who I am, you know, and loves me for for just for being me that I'm a child of His. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. This is the concept. This difficult concept is what we have to teach others that don't know who Jesus is, that they are loved, that regardless of how successful they are in the world, regardless of how much they own, regardless of their status, regardless of their, you know, their um, ability to, to do know, athletic things or whatever, you know, the, the, their ability to think and they're smart and into being intellectual, none of that, none of that is going to make you accepted in God's kingdom. Jesus loves you for who you are because you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so this concept of using the resources of Babylon to teach and share with others, well, then you know, they come to the realization they are also welcome, just like what this cunning manager is doing. He wants to do things where he's welcome into their, into their homes and welcome into the kingdom. Well, we do the same thing. We do the same thing to make others and ourselves Know for a fact, and, and I'll, t- I'll just quickly I'll digress. But when you serve others, you're actually doing yourself a favor too. Hmm. Right? You, you think when you're thinking of others all the time, you're actually saving yourself as well. So the encouragement is is here: be like the be like the cunning manager, and be, be smart, wise, and and uh, strategize with what you have now. That um, you know the Lord Jesus will be. His name will be heard in many places and with your family and friends and those who see, wow, you know, you really do take seriously to, to be prepared when Jesus comes. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Um, thank you for that, Paul, for sharing. We have to be prepared. It's talking about, you know, what you mentioned about the urgency, like the way this 
must um the manager acted yeah. he, he thought to himself okay what am i going to do exactly. he thought of the options and the other options didn't seem right you know he had mm. to think of something that he thought was going to work for him and he had to act quick and yep. he did and um you know mm. contrary to what we expected actually the master commented him yeah. he said oh actually he, he did act quick and um he used his wisdom um, yeah, th- thank you for that, Paul, sharing. And I hope our listeners have been blessed. And uh, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week, we have, I think it's our final, our final parable where we're talking about the wise and the foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just look here what we're looking at uh, next week. It is mm-hmm. the, sh- no, we did that one today, the, the cunning manager. Uh, we're looking at, Luke again mm-hmm. six, and this is a popular one. Luke six verse forty six to forty nine, mm-hmm. and it's the the wise and foolish builders, mm. the wise and foolish builders. Yeah. You're talking a lot about wise and foolish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wisdom and uh, foolishness. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Um, make sure to join us next week to hear what uh, David has to share about that. And tomorrow we have Peter Watts and Jason and Peter will be talking about the journey of joy. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. I believe this amazing um, content prepared for you. Thank you for mm. joining us today. And um, yes. my apologies. I actually, the code for today's uh, free book offer to claim that book, text Encounter 11. My apologies, not 12. It's Encounter 11. We're giving the same book as we did last week because this is a very, very beautiful book and we just want everyone to have it. Text Encounter number 11 to 048 May you be blessed and enjoy the rest of your day. We are going out with this song I'm on the Battlefield by Summer Brook and Mountain Faith. I was alone in
Battlefield